This is Talking Business. I'm joined now by Helen Steele, who is the CEO of Shared Value Project. Hi, Helen. Hi, Ellen. Um, uh, so there's two things about the name of it, Shared Value. Firstly, what is that? And second, why project? Yeah. Um, good questions. Um, so Shared Value is a concept that has come out of um, Harvard Business School. It was uh, the original article creating shared value was written by Professor Michael Porter and his colleague Mark Kramer. So the concept is really about the idea that um, the corporate sector has a much greater role to play in solving social issues than perhaps they've done to date. Um, the idea that they can do so by not only um, helping shift or change the social environment um, in which they're operating, but also you know, have a positive impact to their bottom line. So thinking about the knowledge, skills and assets a business has um, and, and really reconceiving um, products and services and thinking about their value chain and other, way, other ways that they can have a real positive impact through their core business. Why project? Yeah, because uh, when we started this, we were thinking that this was short term. Um, you know, fr from our perspective, our our whole um, uh, um, I guess success for us is actually us becoming obsolete because hopefully this will become you know business as usual. So yeah, project because How we long were ago thinking was short, that term. Going to be yeah, short term. Yeah, not not uh, not that short time ago. No. Um, so five years formally, we've been doing this, um, but informally eight years. So the original so when article. When you say we, did you start it yourself? Yeah. So um, a colleague of mine, uh, I was working at the city of Melbourne at the time actually, and a colleague of mine, Rod Ellis Jones, um, showed me the original article and. I had not long returned to Australia, having lived in the US and worked in the US for a long time in the not-for-profit sector. And, and when I read the article, um, it just kind of made sense to me that, you know, rather than um, businesses contributing to society through traditional corporate social re responsibility activities like sponsorship and, um, and such, it, it just really resonated that the idea that we, we actually use core business skills and assets to solve social issues. And, and really, businesses are coming at this from, you know, what are the social issues that are impacting on their ability to um, be sustainable Could you give us an thrive. example of something? Yeah. So um, National Australia Bank, um, maybe a bit controversial right now to talk about NAB, but we started working with them and they've created a project called NAB Assist. And what they had the courage to do was actually put a human face on customers who were facing um, financial difficulty. So they worked with um, an organisation called Kildon and United Care and helped their reconceive their debt collection um, department and, as I said, put that human face and consider why those customers were facing that financial hardship. So through the work that they did with Kildonan, you know, they realised that um, those customers are, are being impacted very often by divorce or, or family environment, sometimes um, domestic violence. But there are, and very often a health issue that um, unfortunately puts them in a position where they can't um, pay a loan or um, you know, meet their financial obligations. 
but through that research realised that if they were able to support those customers during that time, most of those customers are back up on their feet within 60 to 90 days. So they've really changed their whole debt collection agency as a result. They've, um, they've, they've given their debt collectors, I guess, financial counselling skills so that they can help guide the customers through that period and then also come up with a, a whole um, raft of, I guess, angel um, so is services it, is, and products. Is the shared value idea that they get something out of that too? Yeah. So in the first year that they did this, they actually saved sixty million dollars, in which otherwise they would have had to write off as as lost, you know, debt. So the the saving to NAB was was enormous, and then the value to those customers being being supported through that period of time, and now they're finding that that the customers who who have knowledge about this program are um, actively seeking assistance before they get to those financial right. hardship. Um, yeah, um, so is your organisation, Shared Value Project, a business? So we, um, we are, we're, we're a company limited by guarantee. Um, and but you we, have members, right? We, yeah, so we're a member-based, I guess, peak body type organisation. Um, but we operate on a not-for-profit business model just because we weren't creative enough to come up with something else. But, um, you know, we, uh, yes, yeah, so, so our remit is to raise awareness around the concept of shared value to help not just the members but the broader uh, community to understand what shared value is um, and why, as a business, that they should consider it. So we provide education programs both tailored to our members and also public workshops um, and then uh, events that support that knowledge sharing um, and provide a leadership platform for discussion and then the evidence base. So um, providing the case studies and and doing research that, that supports this thinking. Um, yeah, I see that you've got a, a, a range of membership levels. Yes. Um, uh, it might be worthwhile for our listeners to go through those in case they want to join. So sure. Your founding membership is 40,000. Yes, it is. Uh, industry member, 20,000. Not-for-profit member, 7,500. Associate member, 1,500. So yes. what do you get for each of those? Yeah, I mean, it, it, again, um, it, it comes to a, a lot of education. So at the at the founding member level, um, there's there's a number of workshops that we would run for those those businesses. Um, at the industry level, um, you know, a, a lesser amount, but there's also access to you know events and other programs. And we co-create and co-design a lot of events and programs with our members as well. There's networking um, events that we would run um, collectively with them. And, and I guess at the associate member level, it is really just kind of access to the the network and invitations to participate. Now, I guess uh, more and more companies are getting more conscious of uh, corporate social responsibility. And are, yes. they seeing, are they seeing your thing, shared value, as a way of doing that, that kind of just uh, helps benefit them? I suppose it's yeah. a more selfish way of doing CSR. Is that right? Well, I mean, I guess that that's one way to look at it and, and others consider this as an evolution of corporate social responsibility. But I actually think corporate social responsibility is still really important to a business. Shared value is different. It's it's actually it's it's actually business strategy. It's as I said, it's I guess harnessing um, the core skills and assets of a business to, to address a, so, a social issue in a much more sustainable and commercially viable way. Um, but we see it as a, a, a complement to corporate social responsibility. Uh, interestingly, some of the members who have very much taken this on board holistically, IAG is one example, um, you know, they're using the shared value lens not only to create and conceive, you know, new business opportunities, but also to use it as a 
lens to look at the, what has been their corporate social responsibility and making sure that that's much more strategically aligned to the purpose of the organisation. So they're, they're complementary. You still need, you know, businesses still need, I guess, that that licence to operate in 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 some in some environments. And and but shared value is, you know, different to that. It's as I said, it's very much about using the the core skills and assets of a business. And based on that Porter and Kramer article, yeah, did Porter and Kramer actually create something like you've created here in the US? Are they running an organisation? Like this? Yeah, so they have created what they've called the Shed Value Initiative, which is part of their consulting firm, FSG. Um, and so we've partnered with um, the Shed Value Initiative uh, for the last few years in, and I guess, thinking about how you grow this uh, as a global movement. Um, Mark Kramer also sits on our board of directors, so we've got that direct link to the US. And there's other regions now that have created similar types of organisations to ours, including um, in Africa, um, in India. We've established an office in Hong Kong last year, and um, and, and there's there's a raft of other countries who are interested in, in, in um, adapting our type of business model to support their communities. I guess it's something that's really kind of taking off now, is it? Well, yeah. I mean, you've got this backdrop of, um, you know, if you look at Edelman's trust barometer, you know, institutional trust is at an all-time low. Um, you look at uh, what's happening politically around the world. Um, and I, I guess they're just, whilst perhaps institutional trust is at an all-time low, there's also a, a huge opportunity. And I think 73% of respondents of the Edelman trust barometer see that business actually has a, a, a much more meaningful and engaging role to play in, in helping solve social issues. I mean, you've got someone like Larry Fink from BlackRock also coming out and saying, you know, if you're not thinking about the, uh, you know, the, the social aspects of your your business, then you're, you're not going to succeed and be sustainable um, as an organisation. So you've got lots of different factors, I think, coming together. Millennials, you know, we always love to talk about the millennials, but if you, if you look at the Deloitte um, you know, millennial report that comes out annually, not only from a consumer perspective, do they want to buy products from ethically sourced uh, companies, but they also want to work with companies that are, you know, have great strong ethics and morals and, um, you know, are, are, are doing good. Who, who were you funded by? Did, was it just, just the membership in the beginning or did you get some backing? Yeah, well, um, we 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 pretty much it's 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 membership fees that that fund us. Um, we were fortunate, and and very early on in the piece, um, when we before we formally began the organisation, I could see that leadership was going to be you know fundamental to the shared value conversation. And I had asked my friend and and um, colleague Peter Yates, formerly of PBL, to come on board and um, and 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 um, host some roundtable leadership discussions. So well, he's chairman of the Maya Foundation. He, he is. Um, and uh, Peter saw that there was a real opportunity here. So he did put a very small amount of funds on the table initially to enable us to sort of get up and going, So, so that which was terrific. And, and shortly thereafter, we had a number of companies, um, AIA, NAB and others sign on as members. So we've been able to um, sustain ourselves through the membership. An interesting thing... Um, I don't know what to make of this, but um, I noticed from your website that all of your uh, executives are women and all of your directors are men. 
Uh, yeah, Which is interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. And we did um, have jo- Joanne Gray of the Fin Review was recent, until recently on our board and, and had to step down because of her new role with the, with the Fin Review. But, um, yeah, it, <laughs> interesting. Um, women, you know... I'm sure it's not delivered. It just sort of it's, happened. It's completely coincidental. <laughs> but, but having said that right now, particularly with regard to our board... Um, we are really seeking some some strong women to come and and help um, help us in in you know our growth and continuing to take this message forward. So yeah, that that's a bit of a gap for us right now, but we're we're looking to fill that. No, it's interesting. Anyway, um, um, one of my favourite books of the world is Michael Porter's Competitive Advantage of Nations. Ah, right. Which. Um, which is uh, the pride of place on my bookshelf. Yeah, well, and, and I mean, that's what Shared Value is, I mean, actually all about. It's 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 about um, businesses thinking differently about their competitive advantage and, and creating competitive advantage out of um, addressing the social issues that, that impact on them. Mm. Mm. Very interesting. Well, great to talk to you, Helen. Thank you for coming in. Thanks very much, Helen. I'll be talking to Helen Steele, who is the CEO of Shared Value Project.